bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's Word. You know, I started a series I titled The Dominion Mandate. My subtitle is Be Fruitful. I said in my introduction that a mandate is an official order or authorization to do something. It is an official empowerment for us to be able to accomplish something. And when God created man, he created man with a mandate, with an authorization. And that authorization was for man to have dominion. We cannot just live our lives and determine the purpose of our lives by ourselves. If something is made, it is the manufacturer who determines the purpose of what has been made. The microphone does not determine its purpose. The microphone cannot get up one morning and say, well, I'll not be microphone again. I'm just going to decide to be a car. No, the microphone is equipped to be a microphone, and for it to function effectively, it must remain where the manufacturer designed it to function. In the same way, we were created for a purpose. We were created for dominion. We cannot assign any other purpose outside of the declared purpose of God. In our foundational test, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we read the basis of the creation of man. And we read these words, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We said that in this passage, God establishes three intentions. One, to create a being called man. He said, let us make man. He also causes that man to have God-like qualities. He says, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Man was made to resemble God. Then he commits the dominion of his creation to man. He says, let them have dominion. Now many times people have different reasons for which they think God created man. And in the Bible, there are many reasons we can find for our existence here on earth. We are here to worship God. We are here to obey God. We are here to do the will of God. All these are there. But the first declared, the first declared purpose for God created man was not for man to worship him. Man must worship God, but that's not what God said. 
He didn't say, let us make man so man will worship me, or let us make man so man will pray to me, or let us make man so man will go to church. It's good to go to church, it's good to pray, it's good to worship, but the original declared intention was let them have dominion. If God wanted something else to be number one, he would have declared it. The number one purpose of man, therefore, is to have dominion. If you fail to have dominion, you are failing in the purpose of your creation. We were born, we were created with dominion in mind. It's good to come to church. It's good to pray. It's good to worship God. It's good to give. It's good to love your neighbor as yourself. But if all of that does not lead you to having dominion, then you are practicing activities that are outside of the original intention of God. Let them have dominion. Let's say that together. Let them have dominion. Let them, male, female, black, white, tall, short, big, small, whatever categorization, let them, it is a human right to have dominion over the earth and over things God has created. But he never gave man dominion over another man. Men are not supposed to exercise dominion over another man. And I will touch on it as I get to the tail end of the series a few weeks from now. All right, so let's look at the first imperative that God gave man in order to exercise dominion. God says, have dominion. How are we going to have dominion? He gave man four imperatives. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. Today, we are looking at the first imperative. Be fruitful. Everybody say, be fruitful. Simply means to grow, to blossom, and to be productive. To grow, to blossom, to flourish, to be productive. Be fruitful. God created man not to be stagnant. We must grow. We must move. We must flourish. We must blossom. You cannot have fruit until you have blossomed. There must be a blossoming, there must be a brightening of people, and man must be productive. But he didn't say, try your best and see whether fruitfulness will happen in your life. He didn't say that. He said, be fruitful. This is the first command man heard in his ears from God. Be fruitful. The word be is a verb. It's an active word. It is a word that calls things into action. It means three things. It's a demand on potential. What does that mean when I say demand on potential? If I say be something, it means you have the capacity to be that. When God said be fruitful, it simply means man has the potential to be fruitful. You cannot be what you don't have the capacity to be. So be fruitful means that God has wired man to be fruitful. 
That's the first thing. We have the potential. It's a demand on our potential. Secondly, B is a call into existence. B, something which is not, comes into existence. Let there be. It is a call into existence. So fruitfulness must not be hidden. It must be manifested. Thirdly, B is a command to obey. It is not a suggestion. It is imperative. It is laid upon you. When God says B, you cannot say, well, I'll think about it. You cannot say, I'm going to pray about it. You cannot say, I'll try my best. When God says B, you must be. All right? Now, that is very important because when you read on later in the Bible and you see Jesus' attitude to unfruitfulness, it always results in a curse. The unfruitful fig tree is cursed. And in another parable, Jesus speaks about a man who, who plants a fig tree and doesn't produce fruit. And he tells the servants, go and pluck it up and throw it away, cast it away. Why? Because be fruitful is not a suggestion. If you are not fruitful, God will have to move you on. It's not a suggestion. Be fruitful. It's a command that we must obey. There's a question I want us to answer. When God says, be fruitful, which fruit must we produce? What kind of fruit? How can I tell that I am fruitful or I am not fruitful? So I'm going to give you examples of fruitfulness. First is the one we are very familiar with, is the fruit of the womb. It's one way in which a person can be fruitful. Psalm 1 to 7 verse 3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. There is something called the fruit of the womb. That is human beings who are born from the womb. Natural birth. It is a form of fruitfulness. And for many people, when God said, Be fruitful, they immediately think about, think about having children. Having children. Yes, that is fruitfulness. But you'll find out very soon, it's not the only way a person can be fruitful. So, you can have people who have no natural born children who are excessively fruitful. Because fruitfulness is not limited to the fruit of the womb. The second kind of fruitfulness you find... In Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 19 is the fruit of the thoughts. The fruit of the thoughts. In Jeremiah 6 19 it says, Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on these people. The fruit of their thoughts. Because they have not heeded my words nor my law but rejected them. God talks about the fruit of their thoughts. The fruit of the thoughts is ideas. You can be fruitful in producing human beings on the earth. You can be fruitful in producing ideas, the fruit 
of the thoughts. That's the second level of fruitfulness. Third level of fruitfulness, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, a man's stomach shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. For the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. The fruit of the mouth. Words. Words. Fruitfulness also has to do with words. So as I am preaching now, I am releasing words out of my mouth, which come from my thoughts. I am being fruitful at this time. Although I'm not giving birth to children physically, I am being fruitful because I'm becoming productive with my ideas and with my words. Okay. Fourth, the fruit of the hands. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30 to 31. Talking about the virtuous woman. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. There is something called the fruit of the hands. That means your works. Your works. What you work with your hand. That's the fruit of your hands. So we have the fruit of the womb. We have the fruit of the thoughts. We have the fruit of the mouth, the lips. We have the fruit of the hands. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The fruit of the spirit. That is character. Character. So a person can be fruitful by producing children. That's only one level. A person can be fruitful with their ideas. A person can be fruitful with their words. A person can be fruitful with the works of their hands. A person can be fruitful with their character, the fruit of the Spirit. So when God says, be fruitful, he's not just saying, go and have a lot of children. Because some people heard that and they have formed various football teams. Accra House of Folks and Auroras. That's the division two. They have formed various teams because they feel God says, be fruitful. Let me have as many children as possible. But do you know that the more children of the womb you have and less fruitfulness with your ideas you have, the less dominion you have in life. So producing children by itself does not make you have dominion. Having a lot of people. That is why you can have a country with a lot of people. Birth rate, for example, in Africa, in Ghana particularly, is very high. It's about 4.6. That means each one of us, averagely, is having 4.6 children. I don't know which the 0.6 is, but in other countries, birth rate is negative. Some countries have gone to negative birth rate. Some 1%. Interestingly, those who are having 1% human birth rate 
but probably 50% ideas birth rate are more developed and have more dominion and those having more fruit of the womb and less the fruit of the mind or the thought have less power. When God says be fruitful, he doesn't just mean go and born children. Because he's talking about the kind of fruitfulness that leads you to have dominion. Not the kind of fruitfulness that makes you disempowered, but the kind of fruitfulness that empowers you. So if you really want to be fruitful, you don't stop just with the fruit of the womb. You have to look at the other areas of fruitfulness and ask yourself, how fruitful am I? And I'm not going to focus in this series on the fruit of the womb because that one is easy. Even a person who doesn't think can produce that. It doesn't take effort to produce that. It's a law of nature. But the other fruits, they must be deliberately, consciously cultivated for them to become a reality. And I believe that is where fruitfulness is more needed rather than the fruit of the womb. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebe. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000. Keep this frequency clear. 99.7.